Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So, Panther Nation, another tough loss here. A uh, home loss to the Minnesota Vikings, 34-28 to 28 in overtime. Um, gotta love how the team fought back tonight, but unfortunately we came up short, lose another close uh, one-score game. Uh, J.D., what's your overall thoughts on the games? Dog, uh, once we once we get down going into halftime, I, I haven't seen enough from this team to know that they're going to be able to, to – recover that deficit as far as scoring points and stopping the other team's offense. So after after you get down at half, it's like now we got to dig out of a deeper hole because now we got to score points and stop them. So it, it, it's just – I feel like this 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 game just proved to us what, what we're dealing with when we face good teams. We're always going to look um, – we're going to look a little bit more human. So you start the game off. I mean, when you start with the ball, you know, you start with, the, I guess they ran that play action pass. Darnold all the time in the world. And he kind of throws an Aaron throw for an interception. What do you, I mean, what are we thinking that early in the game, turning the ball over like that? I, I don't know. I feel like most of the time when we see a Sam miscue like that, it's because he's trying to fight back out of a deficit. I don't know if he thought we was already down. Uh, I don't, bruh. I don't know. I know he was getting happy feet. That's what I seen on the play. That's that's pretty much the common denominator. But like, dang, bro, we need we need get scored on yet. And we could have took a you could have took a check down. You you could have did anything. You could took off. Even if we take a sack, it's not the end of the world because we still had a ball. So I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then just from that point on, the offense was just uh, so shaky. I mean, we had some. Early drops, I mean, Robbie Anderson had a tough day with the drop balls. DJ dropped the ball at the end. I mean, Chuba's never really been that much of a receiving back, but he has some drops as well. I mean, is it Joe Brady? What, what's causing our offense to be so out of sync? I feel like we're seeing the drops because I feel like guys are starting to press. Um, they're trying to, they're trying to, to um, look upfield, try to get yards after they, before they even catch the ball. It's little stuff like that. I feel like the offense is starting to feel uh, limited, like hampered. Like nobody respects them or they, they they have to press to make a play instead of just taking what's there and taking their time playing fundamentally sound football. It's just, it's just that everybody has to feel like they're pressing from the quarterback to the running back sometimes to our receivers. It's just wild. What's up, Smooth? We said June. Uh, Smooth joined the uh, stream. What's your overall thoughts on the game? Overall thoughts? I think this should be a short episode for the most part. I think uh, the writing has been on the wall since the preseason or since pre-draft. Um, I'm holding the coaching staff accountable. When you have a quarterback supposed to be the leader of your offense, have double timeouts, that's a mental error. 
If you look at all the drops today, mental errors. If you look at Brian Burns, supposed to be the leader of this defensive front, he can't secure a sack because of a lazy effort. I won't even say lazy. He just took a sloppy angle at a quarterback, had a secure sack, didn't get it. Every flaw in this team today was exemplified by just lack of focus. And I have to hold my coach accountable when multiple players on my team are not focused. There was no emphasis on getting a win today. Guys were just out there running around. So when you have a situation like that, you have to hold the staff accountable. You put this team together. And I think there was an article that really showed that Matt Rule is the HNIC, as I like to say. He's the head in charge. He chose the roster. He chose the players. He chose his coaching staff. But if you look at the last three games, most of these W, most of these L's have come down to coaching. So my biggest issue today is not with Sam Darnold having a 0.0 QBR for most of the game. It's not with Robbie Anderson having five to seven drops. I can't even count anymore. It's not with DJ Moore fumbling. It's not with Brian Burns not getting the sack. All of that is a lack of focus. Our most consistent weapon right now is the kicker. And that was the biggest question mark coming into the season and moving forward. And he's been solid. Outside of that, man, I just – the coaching staff is out absolutely trash to me. And that's where my thoughts are. I don't even want to be on here long because we can't rag this team any more than we have already done it. There's nothing much more worse to say about this football team. Like, what are we going to talk about? The stat box? We were trashed for four quarters. We put together one complete draw for 96 yards. I know everybody wants to give Sam Darnold credit. Cool, you get your credit. Cool, Ian Thomas, you finally made a play after you've been with this team for three and a half years. But where were we for the first four quarters? And I'm just upset with that. I apologize. I have an attitude. This is not a joking matter to me tonight. I've been drinking because I think every Panther fan deserves to get absolutely shit-faced at this point. What are we? What are we talking about tonight? Like I, I don't have nothing to laugh about. This shit is a joke. I got my dad in my inbox telling me, "Oh, he got a W, bro. Somebody had to win. We played a shitty team. They played like shit. They're in the same exact boat as us. They got a whole bunch of talent and they play like shit every week. What are we talking about here? You know, man, it's like." Offense just been so out of sync, though. It's like it's hard to explain. And you know who is like, what, why are they come in so unprepared? I mean, you got an interception on your first series. You got the quarterback calling back-to-back timeouts. I mean, come on, you're in your fourth year in the NFL, and you don't know at this stage you can't call back-to-back timeouts. You know what, what? What's the cause of this type of dumb errors like that? Then I just think the drops. I mean, the pass protection. I mean, we gave up a couple of sacks, but I don't think that was the main issue today like it normally is. I mean, I mean, he had time to throw, it seemed like. I mean, he connected with DJ on a deep ball late in the game, but most of the time he's trying to hit DJ. I mean, he's throwing the ball out of bounds. Keep it in play. Let your guy make a play on it. So it's just the lack of execution um, to me. I mean, coaching, maybe it is coaching that causes, you know, players not to execute, not getting enough repetition. I just don't know. But the offense just seems so out of sync. You know, you look at that box score. We gave up, what, 570 yards on defense? 
I just don't think that tells the story of the game because the defense, I mean, they forced the turnovers early. They had his field position, gave us so many opportunities, were continuously unable to capitalize. And I think just getting worn down over the course of the game, we started giving up big plays, had some breakdowns in zone coverage. You know, when defensive line's tired, they can no longer, you know, get uh, pressure on the quarterback. Cousins has all day to throw. When you play man coverage, you can only cover for so long. But, I mean, speaking of the coverage, though, I mean, J.D., Keith Taylor, I mean, he's looking like the real deal. Yes, sir. He has start, game. Hold on, J.D., before we even start giving praise to some guys, there's a lot of guys that deserve praise on this, on this, on this football team. I just got to touch on Will's point a little bit more. At the end of the day, honestly, if you didn't draft all of these players on defense for your first two years in this, in this league, would the defense be this good? How much credit can we give to the coaching staff? We have a ton of talent on defense. I expect the defense to make plays. Honestly, I expect them to play better. You got first-round picks on all three levels. So at this point, I can't even give too much credit to the defense because, honestly, the defense is as strong as it is because of the draft picks. But at the end of the day, how many points did you give up today? You had a 30-burger on you. So – this is all on coaching to me, but let, let's give some praise. Keith Taylor played absolutely outstanding. Um, I have a lot of respect for Dante Jackson because he did give up plays today, but he also made plays. You understand what I'm saying? He still played 100%. He made big plays when it mattered. He is who he is. He's going to give up plays. This is the type of corner that he is. But he still made plays. He still showed leadership. But how can you be a leader when nobody's following Nobody puts that type of heart and effort into it on defense besides Dante and a couple other guys when they feel like it. Brian Burns is the first-round draft pick. He's supposed to have the C on his jersey. But today you see why he doesn't. You see why he doesn't. You had an opportunity to actually save the game. That's an easy sack. But you want to get cute and try to force fumbles and all that. You have to understand the situation of the game. You have to understand a down and distance. A forced fumble would have been great, but a sack would have put us in a lot better position to get the ball back and give our offense a chance. This is all mental. It was all focused today. Nobody was focused the way they were supposed to be. I don't want to talk football. I just want to talk about men being men today. They weren't men. They have a job. They came in, and they didn't play like it. There was no focus, Will. J.D., it's not about the plays that was made. It's not about technique today. It's not about execution. These dudes wasn't focused at all. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the story of the first three quarters. It just looked like they wouldn't want to be there. I mean, they looked unmotivated. Normally, you see a team motivated out there playing fast, flying to the ball. The first three quarters, they just kind of looked, you know, very lackadaisical. I think the, closing it up at the end was more about Minnesota kind of losing focus. And, I mean, they're normally – a team that likes Zimmer's a conservative coach. He wants to get a lead, protect it, milk the clock, let you back in it, and then finish it. He's not going to put your foot on your neck and stomp you out. So they kind of let us back in the game when they probably shouldn't. So I wouldn't look too much into how we finished the game. You know, valiant effort. I appreciate the effort not giving up, but I don't think that's the story of the day. I just think it was a very poorly sloppy game on both sides of the ball. Guys missing assignments, you know, coaching blunders, players making uncharacteristic mistakes. It's not a team that looks like they, you know, a team that started three and zero. I mean, think of it: this three-game losing streak. Who's the real Panthers right now? The team that started three and zero, or this team on a three-game losing streak with back-to-back -back losses, the teams with losing records. 
you don't come out on a two-game losing streak like this. You lost two in a row. There should be some attitude. There should be some nastiness. If you think about it, we won damn near every penalty battle. They were trying to give us the game, the whole game. Almost every call went our way. You tell me one time that we executed off of that. We capitalized. We didn't capitalize off anything today. I'm really just frustrated with the makeup of this team. I can't blame players because I, I, we have great players. When a whole bunch of people are not mentally into it, I have to blame that on coaching. And I'm tired of giving this bullshit-ass motherfucker a pass. Yeah, you drafted guys two years in a row on defense. You got a good defense. They gave up 30-something points today. When is everything else going to come into play? Honestly, you messed up when you wasted a timeout in the second half. Luckily, it worked out in our favor, but that was a pointless timeout. You on defense, match personnel, and go play. You wasted a timeout. Like, when are we going to get over these time management issues? When are we going to get over this inconsistency with certain groups? When are we going to get over that? When are you going to show the growth? Everybody's showing growth but the fucking coaching staff. Everybody. Right. Yeah, I mean, it goes everything. You saw what the back-to-back delay of game penalties? Or was it a um, double timeout, then a delay of game, now a second and five, like a second and 15 all of a sudden? I mean, where's the sense of urgency with that? I mean, first half, I mean, we go into the half 12 to 10. I mean, we're lucky to be down by two points. But, man, it's just a sloppy, This you know, this is a sloppy game. There's really no other way to uh, put it. I mean, when uh, teams, J.D., what's your teams come on? Oh, I'm going to let J.D. rock, but I just got one question because we got fans in here. What winning teams or what teams, you know, that have the the the, the makeup to go to a Super Bowl and make the playoffs come off of a two-game losing streak at home like this? You don't see that shit. Nobody. <laughs> Look at how our schedule is built, too. I think to make the playoffs, we had to get off to like a 6-2 and two start because that back half of the schedule is brutal. You got Tampa Bay twice. You got to go to Buffalo. We got to go to Arizona. I mean, New England's looking like they're starting to play good ball. We got um, them at home. We got to go to Atlanta, to New Orleans, which are going to be tough division games. I mean, I think we're at uh, Washington as well. I don't know if that's a home or away game, but we got some tough games, you know, on the schedule. So, I mean, if we didn't start 6-2, and two, you know, 7-1 and one and get out and win these, you know, very favorable early schedule, it was going to be a very difficult for us to make a playoff one this year. So, I mean, we'll see how we bounce back at New York. I mean, don't take that one and four record for granted. I mean, they play well. I mean, they're at home. You know, they got a young athletic quarterback that can make plays and beat you. Um, they got James Bradbury on defense. They got some good players. Leonard Williams on that side of the ball. Going to give our whole line problems. So, I mean, hey, it's not going to get easier as this season goes on. I didn't mean to dominate, J.D. You you go ahead and speak, bro. I'm just frustrated. I come from a passionate place. Football has been my life. Like, whether I'm playing it, coaching it, critiquing it, I, I this is just – I wish I was in that locker room because I would be mad. Robbie talked about this when he first came to this team. He was like, yo, the culture is different. People are upset when they lose. I can't fucking tell. You just went – you just spazzed on your coaching staff last week and you come out every pass thrown to you was a drop you thought you redeemed yourself with the touchdown pass that's shit you're supposed to do on a daily basis ian thomas showed you what he was supposed to be when he drafted him 
Y'all can't make up for all of these all these flaws in one in one drive. I just don't. I'm not going to be that fan. I'm holding guys accountable. Where were you guys at for the first four quarters? Question is, who in that locker room is going to hold guys accountable? And that's the problem. Who are the leaders on offense that's saying, keep your head up, Robbie, clap, clap, you know, get your head up. We need you. Make plays. You know, where is that? You know, your quarterback can't do it because he's turned the ball over eight times in the last three games. So he's going to try to hold guys accountable. He needs to look himself in the mirror. So if he's not there, is that Christian McCaffrey that's going to be that guy? Or what are we missing? Where is that guy on offense that's going to step up and say, it's okay, I need you. I'm coming right back at you. I know you dropped that ball. I'm going to come right back at you. We're going to keep going to you. Well, it's supposed to be Christian McCaffrey. Of course, he's on the sideline. But you have to have more than one leader. When you look at our Super Bowl team that went to the – it was Cam. You had Ryan Khalil. You had a bunch of guys. Taylor Moten is supposed to be that guy. But everything that I tell y'all about, he shows. He doesn't set the tone in the trenches. He's supposed to be that guy that's supposed to make a play and make everybody else play better. He's supposed, he's. I understand if you're not a, a vocal guy, but at least lead by example. When are you going to start dominating and showing guys, yo, this is what we got to do to win? He don't know how to win. He came from what? What's that school he went? Central Michigan or some shit? He don't know about winning. He don't know about winning, bro. This did. We don't have leaders, and you, you you hit it on the head. Well, we don't have leaders on this team. We can have all the talent in the world, but we don't have enough leaders. And Dante Jackson is what you need in all of your leaders, but you need more than one captain. We don't have that. Think about Moten. Look which offensive lineman gets our weekly press conference interview. It's not Taylor Moten. It's Cam Irving. He's the one that gets the press conferences every week. That tells me he's the leader of that offensive line which is probably a bad thing because, I mean, I don't even know if he's going to be on the roster next year. But why not the guy you just signed to an extension? Why isn't he the vocal, you know, offensive line leader stepping up to be that leader of the offense that we need? But, you know, I just see the offense. Nobody's accountable. I think guys are pressing. They know they're struggling, and they want to make plays. And that's why you drop balls. You, when you drop a pass, it's constant. It's not a skill thing. It's mental. You know, you thinking about running after the catch, making a guy miss, and getting 20, 25 yards instead of just securing the ball first. And that's what you see. The guys are pressing, trying to make plays that aren't there. You know, that's what causes Darnold to throw interceptions. That's what causes offensive linemen to, you know, chase guys on stunts and not stick with their assignments. You know, that's what causes uh, wide receivers to drop balls, running backs to miss the hole and tiptoe, trying to make a bigger play than just take the three, four yards that's there. Guys are just pressing, trying to make mistakes. There's no leadership on offense. And we're just, it's just an entire disaster right now. I mean, this is the worst offensive stretch from the Panthers I've seen in a long time. And we've had, I mean, that's including Kyle Allen being a quarterback. I mean, they're just completely out of sync right now. I mean, are we just so dependent on Christian McCaffrey that if he's not there, we have no offensive identity, game plan, or success? You ain't got nothing, JD. I got something. I I posted something on Twitter today that that that's built that has been sticking with me. Okay, you're giving Christian McCaffrey all these touches. Let's go back to last year when we had a guy named Curtis Samuel. Let's go back to that draft class when we drafted Christian McCaffrey in the first round and Curtis Samuel in the second round. Why does it take Christian McCaffrey getting hurt to show us that Curtis Samuel? has the same exact skill set. He's able to run between the tackles. He's able to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's able to line up that receiver. 
Why does it take Christian from getting hurt? Shouldn't you utilize these weapons to to hold on to the tread of all your players? Why are we running through Christian McCaffrey 24-7? DJ Moore in the last two weeks is showing you that he can line up at H-back. He can go out of the backfield and catch passes. He can run between the tackles if you ask him. Well, he didn't do it between the tackles, but he did a jet sweep. He's a running back after he gets the ball. We've known that since Maryland. So why do we have to wait for Christian McCaffrey to get hurt to expand the offense? And then you were shown last week that you can't expand the offense. You come out knowing that you're not going to have Christian this week, and you still don't do anything that – I used it. I've played nothing but high school football, Pop Warner football. I've coached on the Pop Warner level, and I coached on the high school level. I posted on Twitter. Y'all don't have to believe me if you don't want to, but I could tell every single play of this game whether we were going to run the ball or pass the ball. But this is the guy that's supposed to be getting the head coaching job, right? Why are we so predictable? You know, and it takes so long to get our guys involved. I mean, we have a lot of weapons that are, you know, finally getting opportunities. I mean, look at uh, how well Ian Thomas has stepped up for us the last, you know, quarter game and a half. I mean, you know, with fourth and ten backed up in our end zone, Ian Thomas one-on-one with Eric Kendrick, an outstanding coverage linebacker. You know, he made an all-first team all-pro 2019. Ian Thomas right down the middle of that cover two man splits the safeties, makes a contested catch. Where's that been? You know, why aren't we involving all of our weapons like that? You know, it's just no reason why Christian McCaffrey needs to have 25, 30 touches a game, and we'd be so dependent on him. We have all these guys' weapons from Ian Thomas, DJ Moore. I think Robbie's going to still be a big part of what we do. Uh, Terrence Marshall, unfortunately, you know, Darnold threw him a medicine ball and got him knocked out of the game, so he wasn't able to finish. But, I mean, we got so many weapons invested a lot in the skill players. Get all these guys involved. You should never be that dependent on one guy. So, uh, Kev, you just joined us. I know you were there live at the game today. What's your overall thoughts on the outcome of today's game? Uh, for me, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm all in with what uh, Big Smooth had to say and, and the rest of you guys. I mean, just being there. Uh, first of all, there's nothing more disheartening than – you know, hearing that skull chant, they in there, skull, skull. Bruh, last year it was like fly, eagles fly. Like, there's one thing y'all watching with TV, be there in person. Like, when you're when you're such a committed fan, you know, that shit blows your blood, man. But you can't say nothing because they team that earned the right for their fans to act like that. Your team that earned the right for you to pretty much, you know, yell and cheer. But, you know, like I say, for the first three and a half quarters, man, it's like, like, who the fuck are we? You know, for the fact that, you know, Matt Rule, and I, I, when I was on my way home, I heard him say something about um, the issue is without McCaffrey, we don't have no identity. Why is that? You know, why is that? I'm like, like, do not get me wrong. McCaffrey, I think he's a generational talent. I think that he has the potential to, to have a Hall of Fame caliber type career. But... I've seen way too many teams go without star key players and still manage to still be a winning team. Best example was the team that beat us last week, Philadelphia Eagles. They 2017 team, what they lost, they starting quarterback, um, left tackle. I mean, they had like eight key starters on their team that was out. 
and they got a ring to show for it. You know, we pretty much are depressed when we're missing one player. <laughs> you know, whether it be on offense or defense, you know, when, when J.C. Horn went out, oh, man, the defense about to get exposed. You know, when McCaffrey went out, oh, man, we, what, what are we going to do now? It's, it's the fact that there is talent on this team regardless of how we feel about them or whatever, but, you know, the last – even in these losses, it proves that we got talent on this team. Why doesn't it get featured? You know, why our tight ends don't get featured until the end of the game when I'm watching them run open throughout the game? You know, Tommy Trumbull, you know, I know he wasn't me and Smooth's favorite pick in the third round, but that kid is very talented. I'm I'm, I'm actually been watching him since he's been starting run routes. The kid knows how to get open versus man or zone coverage. He doesn't even get looked at. Now, I may not know what the progression is, where the tight end falls, but as offense coordinator, I feel like your job should be to feature the talent that you have instead of trying to make the talent that you have feature you. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly that's exactly how I feel watching this as a fan. I'm sitting here, I'm I'm, I'm up in the 500 section. I'm like, we should be blowing these guys' backs out. <laughs> you know, I mean, even with oh. all the injuries that we. <laughs> You know, you know, even with even with the injuries, man, like I'm sitting up here watching and I'm like, damn, he's open right there, right there. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, man, and, and I know that's the fan in me, you know, seeing it from a fan perspective versus play on the field. I get it because I've been on the field itself, so I get it. But damn, man, it's just it's just depressing that we legit could be with everything. Happened, we, we, we should be a five and one team right now. And I will have no problems as much as I dislike them saying that we lost to a better team in Dallas. I got no problem with that. You know, they're in a dog fight right now. I just peeked over the screen with the team that we playing um, at our next home game with New England. It's 29-29, 20 seconds left, you know. You know what I'm saying? But um, just for me as a fan being there, man, it's just it's just disheartening that. Yeah, I get it, year two. I get it. But there's been opportunities for us to really – take advantage and put us in a strong position, even in a year two of a rebuild, that's just not there. So um, I'm going to place a line share of the blame, like you said, um, on Vic Smooth, on the coaching. Um, now, what I can say is whatever's being taught during the week in practice that's showing up on the field, I don't know if that our players that's mirroring what the other team doing, they don't have the type of talent to have our team ready. But it just seems like we're so caught off guard by what they do on the field, and it doesn't really be nothing elaborate. Like, I tweeted this. How many times have our offensive line given up a set on the simple defensive tackle, defensive end loop? All they did, he lined up in a two-eye technique, the defensive tackle. DN was lined up like in on, on outside of the tackle. All he did was take two steps up, looped around, and got our quarterback. I'm sitting thinking like, damn, like, that's like you see that day one of training camp, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just no like it's, you see that day one of high school, but continue. Yeah, I mean, this is just like basic stuff. Like, what like teams, teams don't even blitzes no more. If you got a defense, if you got four defensive linemen, it don't even matter if it's tackles or ends. If you got four defensive linemen that are uh that have agility and can move, you're gonna have success against the Carolina Panthers, period, you know. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, I get it. Yeah, it was cool being there down 11 to see us come back and fight. 
hey, I was hyped. You know, I'm thinking, okay, we look like shit. We're going to pull it out. But we still look like shit. But, you know, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, the way that it ended, um, it was hard to watch. But, you know, we aren't that L today. You know, we, we totally earned it. That's Somebody had to win. You're right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, that's just for me, man. We just, we just, we way better than our rhetoric indicate, even though we have a lot of flaws that are obvious. But even in the midst of our flaws, there's no reason why we shouldn't be five and one right now. And when you watch all, you know, you get a sense that a lot of Brady's play calling is trying to keep the ball out of Sam Darnold's hands. I mean, look yeah. at the first touchdown drive. We run a jet sweep or a um, shovel pass a sweep to DJ Moore. They're running the ball. Did a read option in the goal line. You know, uh, Sturden, Nate, he's running wide receiver screens, doing everything he can to coddle Darnold. He's afraid that he's going to turn the ball over and throw interceptions. You think we just got to let the guy loose and live with the consequences? Or you think he's trying to overcompensate because he's just doesn't trust Darnold to take care of the football? I mean, the guy's got eight turnovers in three weeks now. I mean, what, I mean, what do we – how do you scheme around, you know, bad quarterback play and bad offensive line play at the same time? It's kind of like the perfect storm for a terrible offense. That's not our job, Will. At the end of the day, we just have to hold the coaching staff accountable. I'm making my last point, and I don't have anything else to say for the rest of the night. A big part of the reason why I'm a Panther fan is because of the colors. You know, I, I know somebody that got drafted by them, but the colors is what I love. They don't deserve my promotion right now. I got on the L.A. hat. They're not getting my promotion from here out until they start winning football games. But I want to go back to a point that I made in the offseason. I held Matt Rule to a standard. You lost a certain amount of games by less than a touchdown last season, and most of those losses came down to coaching errors. So my expectation was for him to eliminate those coaching errors and cut those losses in half. That equals nine plus wins. So he's on my hot seat. So I don't have any room. I don't have any discretion for him. Like every mistake I'm on top of because I've never been a fan of him. So when you talk about how accountable you can hold Joe Brady, that's Matt Rule's coaching staff. Hold Matt Rule accountable. He hired everybody. He had 30-something coaches when he first took this job. There should be no issues and coaching, but there are. So when it comes to situations like that, Joe Brady got a scheme around the offensive line. Matt Rule, they also said that he's the HNIC in the draft room. Am I right or wrong, fellas? The philosophy, right. come, the philosophy comes from Federer, but the decision maker is Matt Rule, right? Yeah, based on, his, based on his contract, he has the final say on every personnel move on this roster. Okay. I know so Federer you, GM, but he has the final say. <laughs> So when you walk out the draft with this offensive line, you better believe that you got to have the right people in place to scheme around it. We can't blame the players. They are what they are. <laughs> Joe Brady, I can't. Yo, you should be in a room slamming the table for players like Phil Snow is. You don't do it. You don't do it. You must be telling us that you can scheme around something, and you're not showing that. We should not be on a three-game losing streak. This is all coaching to me. I understand the talent that we have. I understand the players that we have. I understand guys are human. I'm not going to just blame shit on the players. I'm not going to blame Sam Darnold. He didn't ask to come here. Joe Brady said, oh, I like what I see in Sam Darnold. 
I don't want to listen to what the rest of the league has to say. I want to watch film with him first, and I want to decide if that's my quarterback. That's what Joe Brady said. So this is his quarterback. So it, it is what it is at this point. Y'all chose to get Cam Irving on the first day of free agency. My dad texted me today because I know he's a Vikings fan. He like, yo, why don't you just cut Cam Irving and move on with it? Like, why are we still in this? You know he's garbage. This is a this is a fan from the opposite team telling us this. So where are we going with this? Like, I, there's only one person to hold accountable, and that's the guy I've been holding accountable. Y'all been telling me to be patient. Oh, it's a he had to rebuild Temple and Baylor. It takes three years. So I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Get better now. You have opportunities to get better. You just traded for Stephon Gilmore that you only have for this season. You haven't signed him to no long-term deal yet. You think he not coming here to win? It don't make sense to me. How are you setting this team up to win? You're not getting better every week. You're getting worse every week. I would have rather had started 0-3 and went on the three-game winning streak. Show me that the arrow is pointing up. It's not pointing up right at this point. It's not even flatline. It's pointing straight down. Something about this team gets worse every single week. When you have a system like that, you got to blame it on coaching. You have to. You know, all that rebuild, I think, was fool's gold to begin with. You look at them type of moves they make, it was never a rebuild. You know, a rebuilding team's not going to sign Teddy Bridgewater to a 63, year $63 million contract. You're not going to extend Christian McCaffrey to the largest contract ever for a running back. You're not going to extend Shaq Thompson to be the second highest paid linebacker in the NFL. Those are win-now moves. You don't trade a second-round pick for Sam Darnold trying to rebuild. You don't trade for Stephon Gilmore, C.J. Henderson, all these guys to rebuild. These are all win-now moves. Rebuild was, I think, was just to kind of tone the fans down and reduce our expectations. But we're in year two now, and we've lost to three or two bad football teams in a row. I don't think either Minnesota, you know, I think they got talent, but I don't think they're making any noise. We're making no deep playoff run this year. They're eight, what, eight, nine win team, you think? I mean, we lost to um game last week. I mean, what's Philly? Philly's going to be a top, get top 10 picks this year. I mean, they, we saw they look horrible, you know, they look horrible Thursday night. So, I mean, I don't think rebuilding was ever in the plans here. It was just kind of an excuse to get fans to buy in and really, you know, be patient with Matt Rule trying to, you know, do his test run, try his process to see if he can turn his team around. But, you know, it's, I mean, I know it's only year two, but, man, when you're losing to bad football teams two weeks in a row, now it's time to start questioning, you know, where is this – what direction is this team really headed? I mean, you know, we've lost how many one-score losses. Will, that Will he didn't, he didn't, coach. He didn't take that, over his a two and fourteen team. Will so at what time he didn't take over a two and fourteen team. I ain't cutting you off. Will continue. I'm just telling you, he didn't take over a two and fourteen roster. There was talent on this roster. All you're doing is adding to it. But I digress. I don't have nothing else to say about Matt Rule. When I see him on camera, I want to punch him in the face. When I see when I see Sam Darnold, I want to punch him in the face. When I see Cam Irvin, I want to just go with a ring MMA style and just fight him because he's a fucking lineman, but he dressed like he a receiver or some shit with the motherfucking back plate with the visor. He cute as hell when he play, but he don't do shit, bro. This whole team is just I, I gotta shut up. I want JD. I want JD. I want JD to talk. 
I want Kevin to talk. I want you to talk. Well, I don't have nothing else to say about this football team. I apologize for cutting you off. I'm just frustrated. I will give you one correction, Will. That uh, Shaq signing, that was actually December 2019. That was before Matt Rowe got here. That was a, that was a hernia job. Um, you know, just to give you correction. So, but yeah, but I get what you're saying though about the rest of the moves. I just wanted to give your clarity on that. That was a, um, that was when, um, matter of fact, that was right after Rivera got fired that that um, contract extension took place. Yeah, that's when they got word. Probably got word. Luke Keekley was retiring, so wanted to keep um, Shaq Thompson under contract for a certain amount of time. Let's go to some of these uh, comments, see what the people are saying. Offense has zero energy. I just noticed there was no off-script plays. I love DJ, but one play he just stopped and watched Darnold scramble instead of working. I mean, you know, I just think the offense, it comes down to trying to – they're pressing to try to make plays. When you know your offense is struggling and they're not trusting the system, not trusting, you know, the playbook, they're going to – do a little bit more to try to make a play, and the, and you get careless when you try to do that. For example, DJ, you know, trying to turn up field, gets careless, holding the ball like a loaf of bread, strip, gets fumbled. You know, great play by the defense, but that's normally, you know, I mean, DJ's gotten better at that over the last year or so. I mean, drop balls, like I said earlier, that's concentration. You're thinking about breaking a tackle and turning the ball upfield instead of trying to secure the catch, you know, and basic fundamentals still out the window. So, I mean, I think a lot of that does have to do with, you know, are we truly, are the players trusting and buying into the system or they kind of gone left and start wanting to do things, press, do things on their own to try to make plays. And I think once you see that happening, you got to question whether the coaching staff is starting to lose the trust of his players. And I think when we saw Juan Rivera's last few games, we saw a lot of freelancing, especially, you know, guys trying to do too much. So, I mean, I think the first, we just got to have guys do their jobs and try to play within the system and see what works. I know, J.D., you've been kind of uh, quiet. Do you have any concerns over the wide receivers drop balls and fumbles today? Not not real. Well, I can't lie. Don't let, let me stop lying. I, I Honestly, I think this game proved one thing to me, and Smooth kind of alluded to it. You kind of alluded to it. There's no alpha on this offense. And that 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 bothers me because it we waited till the fourth quarter with five minutes left to get some fight. And and for like all the technique and all the how talented these guys are, how you should be using them, none of that matters if you're not gonna be defiant. Football is a game to where you have to be defiant and you have to you have to want to destroy the other team like and I'm, I'm not seeing that and that's concerning from the receivers from the drops man i we just came out flat today and I, i'm not i'm not digging that so y'all want to diss darnell we had so many drops one up you know and i mean every all the one of those does everything can be true I mean, you can have bad quarterback play. You can have drops. You can have bad pass protection. It doesn't have to be one or the other. I think it was a collective effort of everybody playing terrible today. So I don't think there's any need to coddle one individual player at the expense of other guys. You know, everybody had a bad game today. You know, his turnovers hurt. Pass protection breakdowns hurt. Drops hurt. It's all, you know, an accumulation of bad things happening that makes this a bad offense. And I just think, you know, I mean, we have to hold the quarterback accountable just like we hold everybody else. 
you know, we always talk about his potential, his upside. It's everyone's Adam Gaze's fault that he didn't succeed. It's his old line's fault. He didn't have weapons, you know. We're starting to sound like Jets fans right now. What point do you hold him accountable for his mistakes, just like we do the offensive line, just like we do the wide receivers? So, I mean, I just, you know, I, don't, I think it's just a thing. You just got to be fair across the board. You know, nobody really played well today. What's up with the third quarters? I think we got to um, segregate the third quarter issues to the offense. I mean, we got the special teams block punt touchdown. I mean, we took a lead, but what happens after, you know, after that? We can't sustain it. What was this uh, stats move? 90% of teams that block a punt end up um, winning the game. So, I mean, hey, I mean, we – Blocked the punt, and we still found a way to lose. And I just think bad teams find ways to lose games. You know, it is what it is. Hey, bro, you block a punt. That's a that's a momentum swing. You're supposed to win that football game. Um, I have a lot of I give I give Louisville a lot of credit. My cousin put me on him like in February, and I've been a big fan of him ever since. He's been a difference maker for this team. But it's 53 guys on that roster. I don't know how many active is it. 46 still or more? It don't matter. It's a team effort, and everybody's not putting that effort in right now. So it is what it is at this point. I just think today we came in with a complete lack of focus. Guys didn't have their heads in the game, and this is the result that you get. For us to be as bad as we were, to lose by three in overtime, it is what it is. Yeah, That just tells you we can't blame the coaches because we have talent. I mean, you can't blame the players because we have talent, but the coaches – it's time to hold guys accountable. Somebody need to get fired. I don't want. To, I don't never tell somebody to lose their job. But goddamn, if you look at these two seasons combined, all of our losses together, you can't tell me that ninety percent of them aren't because of coaching. You can't just say, "Oh, so we can say what the Cowboys? Oh, they were a better football team." It was one or two losses last year where, oh, they were a better football team. But most of these goddamn losses come to coaching, bro. 90% of them. And my line can't – if y'all can tell me different, tell me different. But most of these losses come down to coaching. So you got a rookie coach and you keep trying to get acclimated. The problem is that we have rookie players that are developing. They're getting better every week. I don't see my coaching staff developing and getting better every week. I don't see it. Phil Snow is the only alpha in that goddamn staff. Phil Snow alone. He get everything he wants. He gets the players he wants. He got the defense that he wants. What about the rest of this team? Shout out to Chase Blackburn. I'll give him that. You had a bad game last week. You came back. You had your guys focused. They came and executed. But guess what? Chase, Bur Chase Blackburn came from that Ron Rivera era. Chase, Chase Blackburn came from that Tom Coughlin era. That's all that Tom Coughlin and Ron Rivera DNA in him. Well, you know what? I'm not accepting my special teams unit to play like this. They're going to play better next week. And those guys came out and played better. What about the rest of the staff? It's very frustrating to watch. At some point, these players and coaches got to care about winning. It's the little things like the play clock running down. You know, and I think that uh, delay of game we saw, it, it was just a um, – I don't know if it's Joe Brady getting the plays in late or what, but it looks like Darnold yells kill, 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 which he's killing the current play. He wants the audible to something else, but by the time he did it, the clock ran out and we had a delay of game call. We had the back-to-back -back timeouts, which just can't happen. So – Again, it's just a lot of sloppiness and lack of execution. As far as uh, Robbie Anderson, I just see a frustrated player. You know, he's like I said, he's trying to press. He wants to make a play. 
and he's just not, you know, he's not the fundamental. When you're trying to make plays and press like that, you know, fundamentals go out the door. It's not about catching the pass and securing the catch. It's about turning up fields, trying to make guys miss. And, you know, when you start doing that, that's when you have those uh, drops like that. Did you see anything from uh, Robbie today, Kev, that concerns you? Yeah, Robert's game today reminded me of the uh, breakdown that Funches had in Detroit um, a few years ago when he was just in Detroit dropping everything. You know, back then he was, you know, back home in front of family and friends. I just think that, um, and I just think that Robbie's just uh, frustrated. First, it was the lack of targets. I ain't know if you checked this out, Will, but he had 11 targets today for a total of 11 yards on three catches. How rare is that to hear a, a wide receiver having that many targets, but that amount of yardage is equal to the number of targets? I've never heard seen that before. So, for me, I think this is a it's ugly, but I think it's just a rare albatross for Robbie Anderson. I don't think that we're going to see that type of effort again if he has another game where he gets that many targets. Uh, I definitely think he's going to uh, reel it in. Um, and, and just do better. I mean, er, everybody has one of them what-the-fuck games, and this was definitely his. Um, you know, like I said, I just think that players are just pressing. They're, they're not having fun out there. You know, when you're on the football field, you're supposed to be having fun while you're executing, and I don't think our players are having fun. And when you're not having fun, um, you know, you're too tight. You know, you're, you're pressed. So I just really think that Um, um I just think, you know, that's that's pretty much the issue. And real quick, since we talked about that special team play, uh, let me shout out my boy Kenny Robinson, who got the touchdown. Y'all know I'm a big Kenny Robinson fan. I've been waiting for him to get reps. Uh, it was good to see it, even though it did come on special teams. Um, you know, that's you know, I'm just glad to I'm just glad that he was able to make a contribution to the team. I still believe in him uh, or whatever, but uh, that was definitely good to see. Just wanted to make sure I threw that in since we talked about the uh, the punt block and special teams. So we're going to put the trolls up. What's up, KYH, KHY, whatever your name is? That's how you win the game in overtime. Cowboys killed y'all season. Hang it up. Cool, bro. Yeah, instead of celebrating your team, you're over here following us. So, you know, what's what's really good with your life? You know, I, I could go petty, but I'm not. I'm Let that man live. Don't go don't petty. Him. Let me go petty. I'm going to be like Cam Irving. A lot of these guys ask for my autograph in person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't care about none of that. A lot of these guys ask for my autograph in person. You, you a fan, bro. You watching us tonight. I appreciate it. Too <laughs> much talent. I mean, let's give a shout out to um, Ian Thomas. I mean, what do y'all think about him the last couple Games. I mean, came's up big on fourth down. He made another catch today. Are we, is he underutilized? You think that we underutilizing the tight ends in this offense? I think with Dallas playing a lot of cover two man, what's the best way to attack that defense? Middle of the field, seam, split the safeties. Why do we wait so long to get Ian Thomas involved down the middle of the field against that defense? I mean, it seems to me he should have been a workhorse today, getting a lot more targets, especially with the other guys struggling catching the ball. Yeah, I mean, for a team that kept four tight ends, I'm really disappointed in the number of target distributions to our tight ends. Um, you know, I, I know I came on my opening statement, you know, talking about getting Tommy Trimble the ball, but definitely, you know, Ian Tomlin in his fourth year, um, you know, definitely play, you know, definitely playing the, you know, 
prove himself and, you know, look to secure, you know, send that second contract and all that. But, um, yeah, for us to be kept this many tight ends and to barely get – I don't even think our tight ends probably seen maybe 10, 12 targets all year. <laughs> like, I, it's – you know, hell, and what Dan Arnold had, what, five of them before we traded him. So, you know, we, you know, we, we got t- tight ends getting more yards running the ball than we are receiving. <laughs> you know, go figure that out. You know, and, and at one point with the jet sweeps, I'm thinking, well, damn, you know, with Shy Smith, you know, it was good to see him. But, hell, he ended up having more yards, you know, on a jet sweep than he did receiving. So, um, I, I, man, I, like I said, you, you, you could clearly tell this is a team – uh, without an offensive identity, it's it's just very very apparent. Well, you know y'all y'all know that uh, Ian Thomas's brother, he's a big fan of ours. He, we talked to him here and there, and he used to complain about opportunities. I guess for Ian, am I right or wrong? He used to say he wants Ian to get more opportunities. What I'm seeing now is I just think Ian is the type of player that needs game opportunities. Practice is not going to do it for him. He needs to be force-fed, kind of like how DJ is. Like, I know he's not the guy that's going to break tackles. I know he's not the guy that's going to make anything happen after the catch. I know he will have a drop every once in a while. But at least guys like DJ get force-fed and they get those opportunities to redeem themselves. Ian doesn't really get that. So I think he's just a guy that – because I can see the growth. I think he gets better with more game reps. Like, throw the ball to him more, get him involved more. Unfortunately, the type of player he is – we can't just force feed him all game. But I think he is that type of guy that just – he gets better when he has action. I think he gets bored just blocking all game and just running routes and not even being looked at. I think he's the type of player that has to just have hands on the football, and that's how he gets his momentum going. Proud of him today. Like, that was a huge catch. For you real. can't guarantee Robbie Anderson was going to give you that. You can't Look. guarantee DJ Moore was going to give you that. <laughs> Ian, Ian did something that you can't rely on either one of our top weapons to do. So I give Ian a lot of credit for that. I hope that he can develop more and get better as the season goes on because I don't think he'll be here next year. But I, I want to see him have a career in the NFL. He's a good guy. I just want to see him develop and keep getting better. But he's that type of guy that you got to feed him a little bit. We don't we don't put an emphasis on that. You went and showed him that you want to go draft Tommy Tremble. You just tell him you don't have you don't have much confidence in him. So. I just think he's that kind of guy that needs to have support behind him. He needs to be coddled a little bit, coddled a little bit, and get him some targets. And he was getting active today, though. He was getting chippy. But look at his um, stat line. Two targets, one catch for 41 yards. I mean, Minnesota's playing two split safeties. That's the perfect time to use your tight end right up the middle, work that middle of the field. You know, why are we only giving this guy, you know, why are we only – you know, giving them looks on two targets. I mean, even if you look at Tommy Trimble, two targets, zero catches, really, you know, just not utilizing these tight ends and slot receivers at all. And just look at um, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I mean, four, Robbie had, what, four targets, two catches. You know, DJ, nine targets, four catches. I mean, these are low percentage passes against man coverage. Robbie, you know, Robbie had Peterson. 11. Robbie had 11. They're doubling DJ with Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith, two fantastic players. Somebody else needs to be able to step up. So I just think, you know, you've got to get these other guys involved somehow. I don't know if it's – you know, I don't know how much of it is just the play design. I don't know how much of it is the quarterback processing and being able to go through progressions and find a second and third option. You know, whoever it is, I just think collectively as an offense, we're not doing a good job 
of involving all of our players, and we're suffering from that. And with Christian McCaffrey, one guy's not going to replace that production. It's got to be by committee. When you're so target, you know, trying to focus on two, three players, you know, getting the bulk of these targets, which is not doing a good job of replacing his production. Hey, Will, Rob, Robbie had like nine to 11 targets today. He had a lot of drops. And I like, if you look at that stat line, it'll blow your mind. He had a lot of drops today. A lot of drops. 11 targets, three catches, 11 yards. Yeah, that's just the second half I was looking at, right? Yeah, he had a lot of targets today, bro. And a lot of those passes was hitting him. I haven't seen the game like this. Kevin brought it up. It was the it was the Funches game. That was the last one we saw a guy constantly getting targeted. Not bad passes. These motherfuckers is hitting you in the hand. They hitting you in the hands, bro, and you just dropping them. So y'all know Robbie my Robbie's my second favorite player. Him and Dante, like just the attitude that they bring to the game. Like I, I hate having to talk about Robbie in a negative way, but bro, you didn't get it done today. And you bitched about it last week. Where's the gangster at? That's not how gangsters respond. So it, it, to me, I can't just blame him, bro. It's coaching, bro. Like somehow, some way, this guy has to find a way to motivate his players to be absolutely focused. We going on the road next week. This type of focus that we had today don't work on the road. We'll, we'll end up on a five, six, seven game losing streak. We going on the road. The focus has to improve altogether. Yeah, and another thing real quick, smoke um what you were saying earlier, I was listening on my way home. Um, you was talking about there's no, you know, alphas on the team. And you was talking about um Moten, you know, being the franchise quote tackle that we sound like doesn't speak up. I just went back and checked. You know, Moten has only done one press conference that I could find. <laughs> I got more I was finding of Paradis and um Irvin. Hell, even Dennis Daly, you know, I found I think about two with him on it. But with Mo Taylor Moten, I can only find one, you know, where they're with a talking speaking during the week. I mean, if he's a strong, silent type, okay, I get it. Not everybody's, you know, vocal. But like I say, you what do you, I, when the last time y'all seen, man, Taylor Moten put that dude on his ass or, you know, anything like that. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't do it, but like I say, with the, with the consistently, with the consistency, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, was, I, I was thinking that out, that Robbie was that alpha on the team, you know, um, Things like that, but it's 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 just real dismal that, as you said, as far as that offensive line, um, that the guy that got the check, you know, just pretty much is, um, you know, non-existent off the field, and at times non-existent on the field. You know, football is a real simple sport to me. I grew up in New Jersey. Honestly, the formula is really simple in New Jersey. You know, you get an offensive line full of Italian dudes. If you think about Italians, it's a bunch of gangsters. And then you got a bunch of you got a bunch of homies, you know, saying playing a sale position, still a bunch of gangsters. We don't have no gangsters on this team. We don't have no we don't have no thugs. I'm I'm not trying to be on no ghetto shit, but we don't have any tone setters. <laughs> like we don't have it. We can have all the first round draft picks. You can draft as much as you want on defense, offense. Matt Rule, you need some gangsters. Like, I thought Robbie was that guy, and he still is. He just had a bad game, but you need more than Robbie. Yeah. I know Dante is that guy, but you still need more than Dante. 
Brian Burns' brother talk shit for him. Where you where you do that at though? I'm I'm not even hell. Yeah, I know hype man and all that, but but where you do that at though? When does the player stand up for himself? When is when is Brian Burns gonna hold himself accountable? I'd rather see you talk shit to your opposition, to your op, than sit there and do some little spider dance. Look kind of soft to me anyway. I ain't seen that spider shit in a minute. Like it's been what three, two, three weeks. That's something I'm supposed to see every week, right? You my first round draft pick, right? I'm supposed to see that every single week. You got your teammates doing the shit for you, cause you're not producing. Where the gangsters at? Where where, where the tone set is at? I, that's my issue. Hey, you know, I'm not you know I'm not jumping on the throw Robbie Anderson under the bus train. I think that's just kind of a one game um, aberration. You know, he just. You know, wasn't he was just trying pressing, trying to make plays, and it happened. I mean, drops are a part of football. I mean, shit. You know, I mean, I know we had some third down drops that kind of killed drives today, but I mean, you just shake it off and you make the next play. What do you do? Score the game tying touchdown. So, I mean, I'm not. I don't think it's fair to just throw Robbie under the bus because he had one bad game where he was a little off. I mean, he's frustrated. He's not getting. You know, he wasn't being involved in the offense early on. You know, the times he got open, he was missed. You know, he beat guy in Dallas on a double move and the ball was overthrown. I mean, the guy's frustrated. I mean, he's out there. When you're frustrated, you're a frustrated player. You stop believing in the system. Then you start to press and try to make plays, and you lose your basic fundamentals. So I just think it's a, um, guys are going to have days like this. Other guys has got to step up, lift them up. And, you know, where's the leadership trying to lift them up and say, it's okay, you know, let's come back and get it. You know, let's – Let's do that. You know, who's the guy in the locker room that's going to lift these guys up when they're having bad games and say, we need you, you know, come through for us. I'm just not seeing that. You know, who's the leader in that locker room? What do you think? I don't want to bring up old thing, but what happened when Cam Newton, when Ted Ginn would drop a pass? What Cam Newton do? I got you. I'm coming right back to you. You know, we need you. And sure enough, he stuck with him the whole year. He had a career season. So where's where that leadership? But Will, but Will, let me stop you, though. Let me stop you, though. And there's a person in the in the comments that I want to I want to bring light to, but when Cam would do that, he would go back to Ted again. He also held that man accountable. He also called that man out. He also tested his gangster. And in the comments, a fan of ours said, "Keith Taylor showed some gangster. Why is the gangster coming from a rookie? <laughs> I like it. I love it. But you get what I'm saying." Look who it's coming from. Where are the real leaders? Where the OGs at? I don't need foot soldiers right now. I need y'all, but I need the OGs to step up too. That's all I'm saying. I ain't mean to cut you with. No, we're missing Shaq Thompson on defense. I think he's a tone setter that we um steps up. I mean, but I, mean, I don't know. I mean, Jermaine Carter, I mean, he's playing well too. I just think, you know, the defense was exhausted by the second half, man. They, you know, they held Minnesota 12 points in the first half. They're being constantly put in tough situations because of turnovers, you know, and inefficient offensive production. And, you know, down the stretch, I mean, they're exhausted. You can see it on the final drive. They gave everything they had and they had nothing left. And Minnesota just walked down the field and put it in the end zone. So we just have to help the defense out, get them off the field. I mean, what was the time of possession today? Or did we? Um, they, probably, they probably won it. Nah, we lost that. <laughs> it was, I mean, uh, Let's look at this time of possession real quick. Minnesota had the ball 37 minutes and 38 seconds. So they had the ball 10 minutes more than us. And how much of that was on our um, last drive, our last two minutes, you know, where they're playing soft coverage, trying to milk us, run the clock out. And 
and that. So I mean, we got to give the deep, we got to help the defense out some more. When you don't have an offense that can, you know, get them rest, this is what happens. You know, they fall apart, and you know, we give up what almost six hundred yards of offense today. But listen, well, you spend a draft, you spend a draft and a half on defensive guys. Hey, bro, I need you to act like the Seahawks. I need you to act like the Ravens. Like, <laughs> 2000, like, I get what you're saying. Like, fundamentally, we didn't help the defense out. But if we're going to go – I'm just trying to find a flaw. I'm trying to I'm trying to show a flaw in Matt Rule's philosophy. You went and drafted all these defensive guys, and you signed key veterans. So it's not a bunch of 22-year-olds out there. You got some key veterans out there. All of the talent was invested on defense. We're supposed to be shutting shit down. I don't care what position we get put in, but if you actually have some balance, you know what? When the defense slip up a little bit, at least the offense can consistently move the ball down the field. You can't do that because your trenches is trash. That's what I wanted to talk about. Number 73, Michael Jordan. How is it so <laughs> that you signed a guy from your practice squad that wasn't even really on your practice squad? He spent some time in your camp, okay? But you basically got him off the couch. How does he come in from the practice squad for one week and start over Dennis Daly, over Brady Christensen, over Deontay Brown? That's both of your draft picks. Right. <laughs> over Trent Scott. How is a guy off his fucking couch better than your whole entire line? That shows the state of the whole line. How is that? <laughs> yeah. And real quick, let me address just one comic. I see it, and I ain't going to lie, it hurts my soul. Let me nip this in the bud. That's the one two above the one you own, Will. Um, this is CMC on the trading block, folks. <clears throat> uh, let me just go ahead and just put this to rest. Salary cap reasons alone, Christian McCaffrey cannot be let go by the Panthers until the end of the 2023 season. That's number one, his contract extension has not yet even started. Okay, his contract extension actually starts next year. You know, uh, I know he signed it last year in March. Well, he played on his fourth-year contract. This year, he played on his fifth-year contract, which was restructured. You know, quick breakdown of the numbers. Last year, his base was 825000 and his signing bonus was $6.3 million. So he only made $7.7 .7 million last year. This year, his base is $990,000. His signing bonus, $4.3 million. He got a $1.4 million on a restructure, and he got a $200,000 workout bonus. That's $6.8 million. So McCaffrey, in the last two years, while y'all belly aching about him trading block hurt injuries, he's only brought home $14.6 million, $14 million. Relax, folks. This man is not going anywhere. If you're not a fan of his, okay, I get it. You know, if you're letting an analytic nurse think you just stick anybody back there at running back, I get it. But the big contracts are tied into the TV money that's getting ready to come in. That's why he signed it early and it hasn't even started yet. So McCaffrey cannot be traded by the Panthers for financial. If, if, we, if we don't want to see no more dead cap, let me put it like that. I'm not saying it's impossible, but if we're trying to lower the dead cap, um, it's not, it's not going to happen folks. So, you know, whatever little fancy that you have, whatever, how annoyed you are about the injuries. I get it as fans, you know, but uh, it's, it's definitely, definitely not going to happen. So um, all that CMC trading, trading block, 
get traded because I'm th- I'm like this. If you was a opposite GM, do, why would you trade for a running back that's injury prone like y'all say he is? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, sorry for going off on a tangent on that wheel. I just had to get that because that, that that just really irks me when I see uh, mm-hmm. folks, you know, um, want to say CMC and trade him block like it's it's not financially makes sense to trade him anytime within the next four years. Yeah, I don't know how anyone can watch our offense the last three weeks, how out of sync they are. We have eight turnovers in three games. I mean, why are we going to trade our best player when our offense looks like that? I mean, you want to watch offensive football like this for the next 11 games? Bless your soul, because it's been ugly. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is basically (laughs) the engine of this offense. I think at this stage we're so dependent on him. I mean, it just makes no sense. And I, I always wondered, I mean, Dalvin Cook, the um, Dalvin Cook, he has injury problems, doesn't he? He's missing yeah. a lot of time. You see how much it's more explosive their offense was? I mean, Madison stepped in, did pretty good. But, you know, look how much better their offense was with Dalvin Cook. You, I mean, Smooth, your dad's a Vikings fan. Do they want to trade Dalvin Cook because he gets hurt a lot? So he tore his ACL rookie season. They weren't trying to get rid of that, man. He was obvious. He was the obvious. He was the obvious difference maker today. I know you had Thielen and him make plays on the outside and, and Jefferson, but Dalvin Cook closed that game out. He he did a he did a Kyrie Irving what Kyrie Irving did for LeBron James against the with the Cleveland Cavaliers a few years ago. That's what Dalvin Cook did today. He closed that football game out. That's what you're paying him money to do. We couldn't stop him in the fourth. So that's what that's what it comes down to. I, I'm. Christian McCaffrey's injuries, and Will, I got this from you. I learned this from you, but it's a fatigue injury. Hamstring pulls and stuff like that, it's because you're overworked. All the little nagging injuries that he's had since he's been with us, I think it has a lot to do with just luck and also load management. And that's what I talked about earlier. Why are you pounding the ball to him 30 times a game when you had a guy last year named Curtis Samuel with the same exact skill set? But when you have a guy like DJ Moore, who is a receiver, but he becomes a running back after he catches the ball, and you're going you to show me for the past two weeks that, oh, I can line number two up in the backfield and let him run some halfback options. Why are you pounding the ball with one guy when you got so many weapons that you invested with? All of, yo, everything that we talked about today, every single component of what we talked about today, including Robbie Anderson's drops, because obviously the focus is not on him catching the ball. He's frustrated with what's going on. That frustration comes from the coaching staff. It, that's what he was barking on. Every single issue we have on this team comes down to coaching, bro. So y'all, y'all was excited about this seven-year deal for this college coach that turned not even power five teams around? <laughs> okay. You go ahead and tell me Bell is a power five team. You come in here and tell me Temple is a threat. I don't give a fuck about how he turned them programs around. We're the Carolina Panthers. What has he turned around? We're the same football team that we were in 2018, 17, and 16. No difference. We got a better defense because we drafted guys. Get the fuck out of here with that shit, bro. I'm good. Yeah, to me, I mean, the offense regressed, if you ask me, compared to last year. I mean, last year, I think the issues were red zone offense with 20 to 20. We were moving the ball very efficiently. Just when we get with the, into the red zone, we kind of hit a brick wall. I mean, this year we turning the ball over a lot more, have a lot of delayed game penalties and bonehead mistakes. So, I mean, the offense has clearly regressed from last year from what I've seen. But, I mean, I think it's without a doubt 
Christian McCaffrey's availability plays a big role in that. I mean, you know, you look at our first three games, how much, you know, smoother the offense went. You know, when Chuba Hubbard gets eight yards, McCaffrey can turn that into 15, 20 yards. When Chuba Hubbard drops a ball, McCaffrey can catch that thing, make a guy miss and turn it into a 12-yard game. So we're definitely missing his presence on the field. And then what goes unnoticed is his pass protection. You know, think it Robbie Anderson's touchdown against the Jets. Christian McCaffrey made a block on a defensive tackle to give Darnold the extra time to find Robbie Anderson. So being a complete back and his skill set just was a major part of our offense that we're clearly missing. So the fact that people are talking about him being traded or cut or this and that, I don't understand it. I don't want to watch this offensive football team for 11 more games without him, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely because, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, the, the whole time you're, you're talking about, you know, the whole thing with McCaffrey and, um, you know, his, his present, you know, Panther fans like stats. Well, why you want to trade a guy that you're undefeated with when he played so far this year? <laughs> you know, I mean, fans like, you know, you remember when Kyle Allen started off, oh, Kyle Allen's an answer. Well, he's 5-0 and as a starter. Um, I'm going to use y'all logic on y'all. We're 3-0 and when Christian McCaffrey plays this year. So why would we trade away or put on a trading block someone that has been, quote, linked, you know, by as fans putting it, to to our winning? What, what sense does that make? <laughs> You know, that's like taking the prettiest girl to the prom, but then you want to break up with her because, you know, you think you got, you know, value elsewhere. It don't, it don't make no sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, like I say, it just, and Kevin, I guess nothing personal towards you. It's just more so that, um, you know, that, uh, that comment about Cap, because I see it so much on Twitter, see it so much approving posts in these different Panther groups. So, it's the only reason why I spoke on it. It's nothing personal against you. I just uh, – it, it just numbs my mind that people don't look at salary cap implications before they put trade and cut behind their, you know, behind their statements. It's just like, did I even look at the salary cap implications of trying to do what y'all saying? Clearly not. Yeah, to me, I think the injury this year, it's one, a combination of luck, and two, just a short turnaround. I mean, he had 30 carries against New Orleans turns around, has to play a Thursday night game. What do we tell you? A hamstring is a fatigue injury. There's probably, you know, muscles tight and sore from running 30 carries against the Saints, and that's to come back Thursday night, play against the Texans and carry a similar workload. I mean, it's going to run its toll on you. I mean, so that's what I think is the hamstring injury. So I, mean, I don't think it's an injury prone. To me, if I would be more concerned, like Todd Gurley, he had an arthritic knee, and that kind of, you know, you got to manage his snaps and, He's going to kind of deteriorate as he gets older. I don't think that's the case with McCaffrey. These are one-time nagging injuries. I think this most recent one is just a matter of fatigue. Yeah, moving forward, like if we have another situation next year when we play a Thursday night game, we need to either cut McCaffrey's touches in half that game before, like no more than maybe 15, 18 touches if we're going to play that Thursday night, or we just sit on one. He either played a Sunday night with his normal workload or that Thursday night. That's that's just me personally, but uh, we seeing what back to back does now. This this definitely need to be something that's that's done totally different. So we beat the Texans and the Jets in first two games. Two of the worst teams, you know. I mean, every thirty one other teams got the Jets and Texans on their schedule too. I mean, you need those wins. Those wins count towards making the playoffs. I mean, every win counts. I mean, it's the NFL. It's not like college. It's not like Alabama. You're not playing Louisiana Monroe 
or uh, South Alabama in the NFL. You know, bad teams lose close games in the NFL. Every week, you're going to lose a game by a touchdown or less. And the bad teams, you know, they're not losing 55 to 10 like in college. In the pros, bad teams are losing by three points one week, one touchdown next week, you know, uh, game-winning field goal the next week. So, I mean, don't get fooled by close losses. Bad teams in the NFL continuously find ways to lose. And you can to play here or play there. That determines these losses. <laughs> JD, you got anything to say? I thought like we've been dominating your young ass, boy. <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I really I'm low-key speechless, bro, because, like, I've never seen no fight out of grown men like this before in my life. Like, three-quarters of football. And I seen I seen maybe one guy out there scrapping, and that was Ian Thomas. Like he was he was scrapping on blocks. I, I, he he about squared up with, with with a defender. He he was about it today, and I, I ain't seen that out of nobody else. Look, if you if somebody if somebody came to you and pushed you <laughs> out your space, out your chair, snatch snatch your plate from your hand, bro, and you ain't gonna do nothing about it. Uh, it's no, it's no point in talking strategy. It's no point in talking what we should do if if there is no want to, bro. It's no point because I could I could talk about how we should put um, Sam Donald in more situations or throw him around like PA boot and all that. That don't even matter because if 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 we do that and then the receiver drop the ball, it's off or not. So I, I feel like I feel like I'm just at a loss for words until. Like, I ain't even wear a jersey today, Smooth. Look, I'm in a white shirt, bro. <laughs> I ain't wearing no jersey. To, I went to the game yesterday. I saw Kev. I hollered at everybody. Swear, swear. I, I'm wearing neutral colors, bro. I went I went to this game. They ripped my heart out of my chest. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to be regular degular today. Neutral. JD, I got a Nipsey Hustle LA fitted, the World Series joint. <laughs> Only because it's the Panthers' colors. I'm not putting this fucking uniform on, bro. Like, no, I'm telling you. What's the point? Like, I'm telling what are we, you. What are we promoting here? Why do we I want like, other people to watch us play like this? And no. Another thing, that, this is my other thing. I'm not talking about Christian McCaffrey. I'm not talking about Robbie Anderson. I'm not talking about this offensive line no more. Honestly, every single issue that you have with a player will fall back into coaching. So all I have to talk about from here out for the rest of the season is how coaching staff can get better. If we're not talking about that, don't hit me up on Twitter about shit else. I don't care about Camp Irvin no more. I don't care about Elflane. I don't care about Paradise. I don't care about Burns. I don't care about Robinson. I don't care about Chandler. I don't care about Chin. I don't care about nothing but the coaching staff. Because every flaw that you see in all of these players revolves back to the coaching staff. Robbie was just frustrated today with the coaching staff. So I'm good over this. I'm not talking about shit else. If y'all want to complain to me, come on. But we're not talking about shit but the coaching staff. This is all on coaching, bro. This is, And then it goes back into ownership. Tepper, you hired this motherfucker. You had a guy You had a guy in... in, in, in I'm not going to go that far yet. We might turn this around. But right now, I'm just I'm, I'm going to hold the coaching staff accountable for every issue with this team. She said one thing 
for sure, two things for certain. Sam definitely ain't the long-term answer. <laughs> Hell no. I mean, you know. Hey, Joe Brady wanted him, Will. Joe Brady asked for him. Joe Brady. I mean, I, I mean how many quarterbacks are we going to recycle? I mean, at what point do you hold the front office accountable for not, you know, finding a long-term solution or finding a permanent starter at quarterback? I mean, hey, you know. Let, let's shout out, hey, 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 Will, let's shout out our boy, uh, let's shout out our boy Vince because he's a Georgia Bulldog fan. Them boys that have a national championship if they play Justin Fields over Jake Fromm. So it is what it is. You you chose Sam Darnold over Justin Fields. You actually chose him over Mac Jones. You actually chose him over a lot of a lot of guys. So Joe Brady wanted this. He wanted to ride this out. Every single issue will points back to the coaching staff. Matt Rule, Joe Brady, Phil Snow, Chase Blackburn. Pat Meyer, every single issue with this team, you have to go back to the coaching staff, bro. I'm not blaming players no more. I'm good off of that. They chose these players. We're in a great cap situation. We had a great draft pick situation. We had the right picks. We can't blame players no more, bro. It, it all go back to coaching. Front office, bro. Everything front office. Yeah, I totally agree with this move because, like I say, when I see the issues – these, the players that are not performing that we brought in, they were acting this way before we got them. <laughs> so, I mean, like you said, we, we, I don't, I don't, like I say, I don't fault Matt Rue to a point because, and Smooth, you probably disagree with me a little bit on here, but what he did did bring him success. Now, I get it. It's a big difference between college, NFL. I get that. But if I got a method that I have that's proven successful, I want to try that myself to see if it's going to work. That's how you find out what does and what don't. So for me, this coach said what they do now, I mean, it's important, but I want to see how they're going to attack and address the obvious this upcoming. That's going to tell me a whole lot more about this coaching staff than what's going on because when we complain about Cam Irvin and, and Lyman and this, that, and the third, these were all the players that they, that they chose to bring in. All right, now that you see that this shit don't work, what you going to do about it? How are you, you know, going to because, because because the defense because the deep you know when we saw what the defense didn't work when they brought it into what twenty nine after the twenty nineteen team you invested all on defense clearly on all levels you brought in three linemen with Bravon Roy, um, um, your Jerry Meadows and, and Roy. Uh, you drafted two cornerbacks. You clearly saw that the defense was an issue. You know what I'm saying? And I and I and I get best player available. And, and and all that stuff, I'm, you know, but 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 for me, that that that's what's going to show me more about this coaching staff, what they're going to do because what we're seeing is like smooth. Me and you was the, some of the first ones on it. We called this out, you know. People thought we weren't getting a chance. Oh, F line, you know. No, we saw this shit. They was bummed <laughs> from Rick. They were they who they are right now. They we saw that they were they were already that. And the thing about it is, Kev. The real thing about it is, you. I'm not going to keep going about how they had an opportunity to address it and all of that. But this mm -hmm. is the thing, though. I understand your optimism, but Rule didn't rebuild a Power Five team. He didn't. He didn't go to Georgia and rebuild them. He didn't go fix Florida State. He didn't go to the ACC. He been doing shit at Temple, Baylor, and then the thing about it is, windows are short in the NFL. You don't got guys for, for three and four years in a prime. 
you got guys that are in their prime for a short period of time. If you have opportunity to win, like right now, you have a great defense, you should be able to compete right now. But because you got four out of five positions on your offensive line that are not addressed, this is the result that you get. You got to do better than that. You ended up with Horn, Jackson, Gilmore, Bouye, Henderson. You deep as fuck at number one corner. You deep as fuck. Like, you, you don't need everybody. <laughs> Most of these guys not even playing. <laughs> CJ was inactive. Like, you deep as fuck at one position, but you are so absolute trash on your trenches. The most important part of your offense. That tells me there's a there's a disconnect with me as a fan and the philosophy that this staff believes in. I'm not saying these guys not going to win Super Bowls. I'm not saying we're not going to have success. But right now, today in October 2021, I'm not fooling the goddamn thing that they do. I'm not a fan. I'm watching these team. I'm watching this team play every Sunday because I'm a big fan of four man rush. And I'm a big fan of the Carolina Panthers as a whole. I don't believe in this coaching staff one bit. I actually, I had a drink to come on here tonight. That's why I got so much animation. I had to get drunk to come on here tonight. I didn't want to talk about this shit. I didn't want to talk about this game. I got my father, whose team ain't never won the Super Bowl, who been asked, in fact, the past three years, he and my cell phone talking shit to me. And I can't say shit. I can't say nothing back. Like I don't, I don't. I'm upset. I'm just trying to enjoy myself at this point. But yo, I'm good. I'm, I'm good on this team, bro. I'm good on this coaching staff. I love the players. Dante Jackson, bro. If if it's not with us, I hope you get the bag. Robbie, you had a bad game today. I still love you. You're the only street dude on our team. We need you, Brian Burns. FSU all day. You feel me? I love this team, but. These this coaching staff, I want to punch Matt Rule in the face every time I see him on camera. I want to punch Joe. I want to slap Joe. I want to slap Joe Brady like his name is Eminem. Like I just don't respect that man. I don't. Like, you getting all these head coaching opportunities and all that, bro? You can't even make this shit work. You ask for this. You ask for this trash ass offensive line. You ask for Sam Darnold. You got us looking like shit. I don't, I don't respect you, bro. I don't care about your national championship. I don't care about none of that. The Carolina Panthers look like shit solely because of this staff. So I don't have much to watch. I'm not excited about this team every Sunday. I'm watching because I'm a diehard fan. I ain't missed the game since 2003. I'm going to keep that shit going. But y'all see my tattoo? I got a Panther tattoo on my arm. I walk around looking like a dumbass every day because this team can't do shit for me. I just love football at this point. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> hey, smooth. And, and next week we at the Giants. Ain't, ain't that your grandma's team? Bro, I'm going to the game, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the game. Let me fucking run and lose to the Giants. Let me fucking run and lose to the Giants. Do you know how I'm about to feel? <laughs> I don't have nothing to say. I'm over. <laughs> I'm over this team, bro. I'm about to sell my ticket, bro. I'm not even trying to go up there. That's a hey. waste of time. To me, for me to go from beautiful weather Atlanta all the way up to cold ass New Jersey to watch us. No, I'm good, bro. I don't even want to see it. I'm not, yo, anybody need a ticket? Hit me in my DM. I got you, bro. I ain't even trying to go to that game. Hey, yo, JD. <laughs> yo, this shit right here. <laughs> oh. 
Boy, oh, Smooth just went on some DJ Clue shit, right? <laughs> Man, you know, the thing with uh, Matt Rudo, what was his strategy at Temple and Baylor? He looks at traits. He likes the reclamation project. He never got access to the five-star blue chip guy. Hey, Will, shut up. He, he, he Will, shut up. And he wants Will, to develop he plays and he build guys. So He's I look at the offensive moves here. He got Cam Irving. Years and years of terrible tape. Ignore it. I like his traits. He's got a good athletic score. I can do it. They can't. Pat Elfline, years and years of terrible take. I like his tenacity. Sam Darnold, three years of terrible take. Oh, it's Adam Gaze's fault. He can do better with me. So you signing all these guys. We all have access to the same take. They're awful football players. Yet he wants to gamble on them and say, I can, they're better in my hands than they are these other guys' hands. Now they come to Carolina and they're the same terrible players. So I just think that system, you know, of trying to develop, you know, lost causes, you know, just isn't really working in the NFL. I mean, he gave up on Stephen Weatherly after one year because of his traits, and they didn't translate to, you know, production. He is what he is. So, hey, you know, what this point dude, do this, say, this dude is know, a mad ingenious. Save guys' careers and just go go after some dogs and, you know, rebuild, you know, try to win, try to actually win games instead of being a farm team for, you know, guys trying to salvage their careers. Hey, Will, Matt Rule would have a 10-year dynasty on Madden. Let me pick the most athletic, 99 speed, 99 strength guys. We're going to win Super Bowls. That's what he came out here with. I'm good on all, all this shit he be talking about. I know y'all y'all, y'all was buying into his little sermon in the bubble and all of that. I ain't buying into none of that shit, bro. I put him on the highest standard when we came into this season. A lot of y'all was talking about, oh, give him a three-year, four-year window. I said, no. This team was bad, but it wasn't that bad when you started from 2-14 and 14 and you have absolutely no talent on this roster. No, you got some pieces. And when I look at the way you lost your games last year, like I said, out of all of those losses, more than half of them was a lot less than a touchdown. And when you look at those losses that were less than a touchdown, just about all of them came down to a bad coaching decision. So you know what? I'm giving you your time to grow. Cut that in half. I didn't say fix all of, all those eight losses that came down to coaching. I just said, yo, fix half of them. All of our losses this year. Do y'all know we three and three? All three losses came down to coaching issues. All three of them were winnable football games. Kevin, tell me if I'm wrong. What game that we – I know y'all said Dallas was the better team, but what game didn't come down to poor coaching? What what team did we face that was actually talented more than we were? Like what team did we play that was way more talented than us? They had a Dallas had a better game plan. That's what it came down to. We could have beat them. We came back just like we did today. What team actually came out and just blew us out the motherfucking water? We're not going to get outmatched by anybody. That like, we we have the talent. Nobody's just going to come out and outmatch us. We get out coached every week. Every Sunday we get out coached. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um I would smooth and if, if if as much as we love Phil Snow, I would say Dallas was his worst call game. Dallas lined up in heavy personnel and we trotting out our nickel personnel to try to stop run. Like you know, Jesus, like that I mean, I I get they have explosive playmakers, but when you see Six linemen, uh, tight end, and a fullback. 
and we got in our nickel personnel and we and we continuously stayed in it and they just continually thrashed us. That that would be my only gripe about Phil Snow this year was to uh to failure to adapt because I haven't seen the obviously seen the film yet from today, but Philadelphia lined up and did some of that same stuff, you know, going um big lineman and um and and heavy heavy alignment on the offensive line. So um yeah, now I've noticed since then we've been playing a lot more 40 front. Um, you know, when facing these bigger offensive lines, so I think that's probably one of the adjustments, but um yeah, that would be my only gripe. But yeah, you can make a case that with better coaching, we sit so smooth. You 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 can really you can really um you can really uh put a hat on hat on that and say that that's possible. I'm a I'm not going to apologize for my energy tonight because this is the type of person I am. Y'all know me. I'm, at, I'm like this in the chat. Y'all see me in person, so I'm not apologizing for my behavior. But this is what, like, when I grew up, bro, I'm not I'm not used to losing. When I, I started off in T-ball, playing big tank, playing baseball. I won championships. I won championships on the high school level in football. I'm, I'm accustomed to winning. So I'm just as frustrated with my Florida State Seminole team as I am with this Carolina Panther team. So it's like, y'all not going to get no calmness out of me no more. It's over with. I'm spazzing, and I'm holding guys accountable. A guy told me on Twitter, like, oh, when when, when DJ fumbled that ball, when he caught that pass, he was like, oh, you going to blame Sam for that? I'm blaming Sam for the majority of the game. Like, bro, you made poor decisions today. I know guys was dropping balls, but I'm holding all y'all accountable. One thing y'all can know about me, I don't fall in love with players. I have favorites while they're here, but I don't fall in love with nobody. You fuck up, bro. Get the fuck up out of here. Like, that's just how I am, bro. I love Cam to death. We all, we've been in the cigar lounge. All of us in four-man rush are humongous Cam Newton fans. Bro, bro started slacking. Yo, let's move on. Like, we treat this shit the way the coaches are supposed to treat it. And they don't do that, so... Matt Rule got his favorites, but you could have drafted Trey Smith and you wouldn't got you a long snapper because you cool with his family. Well, get the fuck out of here, bro. I, I'm just done. I don't have nothing else to say. Well, I'm sorry. But a long snapper that's on IR. JD was going off on Sam Darnold in the chat and on Twitter. He's been kind of quiet letting them slide on here, man. Get it off your chest, man. Get it off your chest, bro. This is the time to do it, bro. I'm going to set the tone. You mentioned Darnold yet. Bruh. It's ain't nothing else to say for me. He trash. Tell him why you're mad, son. Tell him why you're mad, son. Tell him why you're mad, son. <laughs> he bad at football, man. Straight up. He, he's just not good. <laughs> he, he ain't cold. <laughs> like, like I, I get on I get on certain players. Like I had Troy Pride a couple years ago. What you want me to say? He's just not good. They just not good. Dude ain't good. That's the shit I'm talking about. That's the this, this, this shit. This, That's what I'm waiting, oh. waiting for that, man. <laughs> waiting for that, man. Get it off your chest. Man, hit that I'm mad sorry, rapper mode, man. JD. Stop playing with it, bro. Dog, dog. <laughs> what what NFL quarterback you know come out first first play from scrimmage, bro? <laughs> Clock ain't even hit 14 nothing. 15 minutes left in the first quarter. Cam Newton did that against Seattle. But I'm gonna let you finish. First, first play. First play. 
Derek Anderson, wasn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. It was Derek Anderson because Cam Newton. Oh, okay, got okay. Cam Newton got in trouble for his tie. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that now. Boy, well, well, we, well we, know, we know Sam Darnold is in the same caliber as Derek Anderson, at least. DA played the Browns to 11 now. wins. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, we're not, hey, Kev, we're not even, I mean, hey, Kev, well, we're not even dealing with your fuckery tonight, bro. <laughs> Y'all can go ahead and believe in this coaching staff all you want to. I done made my presence felt. Hopefully, I'm not going to have this type of energy on the next time that we speak. Hopefully, we get a W against the Giants. If we don't, I probably don't come on because I'm I'm going I'm gonna mess up everything that we got going on, fellas. Like I I can't afford I can't afford to lose to the Giants, bro. I just can't do it. That's like that's like you going to school, right? Getting beat the fuck up, and you go home and tell your mother you got beat up, and she said you better go back and beat that kid back up. That's what it's gonna be like for me. I can't go home with an L to the Giants. I just can't do it. Not the way they. Like, not the way they are. Right opening interception with Sam, like we're trying to get one on ones with DJ on the outside. Put the ball in play. He did it at the last drive, but put the ball in play so he could catch it. He's throwing the ball out of bounds where nobody can get it. I mean. At least give the man an opportunity to make the play in the field. I mean, that's one thing I'm just not uh, a fan of. I mean, the timeout, two timeouts. He's been in the league four years. You call back-to-back timeouts, but it's Adam Gaze's fault that he doesn't know that rule as well. I mean, it's just the, you know, when people defending the guy, it sounds just like Jets fans. Oh, did you see that throw he made on the last drive? Oh, did you see this throw? He's always made good throws. He's got great arm talent. You know, he's got good traits. But when you look at his whole body of work, he's terrible. I mean, you add up every drop he had today. Would he even have a 50% completion percentage? <laughs> he's 17 for 41. Well, we, us speak conservative said we had 10 drops. So we would have been, you know, I mean, come on. Hey, Will, you might find me in crisis next week. <laughs> Let me tell you why you might find me in crisis. Because we're going to MetLife Stadium. That stadium is shared by two home teams, the New York Giants and the New York Jets. We have more wins than the both of them combined. I'll be damned if we lose to either one of those. If we lose to either one of those teams, bro, I'm going to be in crisis. I'm, I can't go home and listen to Giants fans talk shit about talk shit about beating the Panthers. I just can't do it. So we, <laughs> this must win right here. Like, I. Maybe I need to go to BOA. Hey, Kev, maybe I need to show up at the at the bubble. I don't know what I gotta do. If I gotta shoot this, if I gotta shoot the fade with somebody that think that they tough and they're not acting tough right now, if that's Brian Burns or his brother, tell them to holler at me, bro. I'm tired of losing. <laughs> I would throw I will run they can run me the fade. This shit is unbelievable, bro. I can't believe this shit. I didn't expect to win the Super Bowl. I didn't expect to go deep in the playoffs. But if you look at the teams that we played, the Vikings were extremely beatable. We were better than the Eagles. We're certainly better than every other team we played, except probably the Cowboys. Like you said, bro, five and one. We gonna we three and three, bro. But we started the season off like this last year. We won a couple of games in a row. People thought, oh, we might be good. We might be good because the team was actually talented. Like it ain't the worst in the league. Coaching, bro. This coaching got to this. This coaching got to change. I don't, I know y'all want to be patient for a rebuild. 
I'm not with that shit, bro. I'm used to winning. Nah, it's the NFL, dog. You're not competing for championships. You need to find somebody that can. I mean, seven and eight to me, seven and nine is the same as one and 15 in this league. You know, if you're not competing for, it's either compete for championships or find somebody that can. Right. You know, what's the point of going seven and 10 and eight and nine every year? You know, that's the worst right. place to be in the NFL is mediocrity because you don't stink enough to get a generational talent in the top five and you're not good enough to compete for a title. So, I mean, you never want to be in that mediocre, mediocre, you know, tier in the NFL. You either were trying to win championships or you stink so you can get, you know, get a Trevor Lawrence or another generational talent. Well, you know who's going to be out for revenge next week, though? James Bradbury. You know, he's going to want to show that we should have extended him. <laughs> Do you know Ram I don't – Ram Gano. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you but, know. Kev, you, but, Kev, you know, this is supposed to be like when we when, when we when we look at this schedule before the game started, like we predicted even if we was on the losing streak, even if we, we, we lost a couple of games, this is supposed to be a get-back game. This is supposed to hide, This is supposed to be how you get your lick back. This is supposed to be – Get better. This is supposed to be how you kill your kill your ops. We're not like yo. Do y'all really feel like this is a game? Y'all can can y'all bet a thousand dollars on this game? Man, yeah, no, no. Nah, I ain't, I ain't been ten. That's what I'm saying, nah. bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't. I don't feel like I shouldn't have to feel like this going into the Giants. But that's why I don't have much. Right, the one in five Giants that got smoked thirty-eight to eleven today. I ain't gonna speak too much about what took place because I know we got a preview for tomorrow night and y'all make sure y'all bring your asses back um, with us tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, we'll be tomorrow night. You know, but uh um, had the same energy too. Yeah, we had the same looker. <laughs> but oh, smooth real quick though. You be in New York, we get this dub. You're gonna be in a place where you can um join us um next week in time. Oh no, I'm dead ass. I'm not I'm not I don't want to go to that game, bro. I'm I'm looking to sell my tickets this week. I'm not going bro. <laughs> It's just a waste of time to me, bro. I got too much going on at home. Only way I was going to go is if we got a dub this week. I bought the tickets in, in June. I'm not going to that shit, bro. I can sell them tickets in five minutes. Get one more comment. Why y'all placing the blame on Sam? My weapons failed him. O-line failed him. Man, why? And that was Adam Gaze failed him. We're placing oh the God. blame on everybody. I've been saying that for five years. And the winner. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. What does he mean placing the blame on Sam? I told you, bro. Fuck the players. The players are so bad right now, I can't blame them. So every single thing goes to the coaching staff. The coaching I need y'all, staff do, me, I need y'all do me one solid because I wasn't at my seat when the when the interception. What the hell exactly happened for it to be an interception? Was it a great play by the defense or was it a horrible pass? No, like, it's just oh, bad. It was a bad play. He had five seconds to throw the ball. Got so he had protections, but wasn't the O-line. Okay. No, yeah, all the day the throw went through progressions. He can't throw with anticipation and timing, so he needs to see a guy wide open to let the ball go. He's not going to make anticipatory throw, so he gets stuck in the pocket, running around like a chicken with his head cut off, and throws it across the field to a guy he <laughs> thinks is open, and the quarterback made a break on the ball and got an interception. I mean, it's just terrible play at that position. You just can't win games when you're turning the ball over like that. Yeah, because I was coming up to escalate, and I just heard fans booing. I'm like, what the hell done happened already? <laughs> like, I just heard the national anthem being played. Why y'all booing? <laughs> Trash, man. 
He tried. Hey, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna see y'all tomorrow night though, man. Keep pounding, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna go try. I'm gonna try to go blow some back. Hey, and you go keep keep drinking. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna, on an hour forty five. Yeah. So you know, gave y'all plenty of rest hey. tonight. So we'll say something for tomorrow night. No, appreciate I'm a grown. I'm a grown man. Listen, I'm a grown man. Will everybody that's watching, they know what a grown man does to relieve his stress and his pain. So I'm about to go look for something to go play with. I, I'm going to holler at y'all tomorrow night. Shit like that. Right, well, appreciate everybody for tuning in hey, tonight. Man, man. Enjoy the Sunday night game. Man. You know, be sure to catch us, you know, preview the Giants. Throw this tape in the garbage, and hopefully we get a W next week. So keep finding. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.